0: Bliss, author of lesbian fiction, and I'm her missus. Thank you for listening to our podcast where we try to talk about our journey in writing and publishing, but we usually get sidetracked by television, or our cat. Meow. Welcome
1: to Harper Bliss and her missus. Hello everyone, this is episode 90 of... Our purpose. And her missus. We're recording this
0: on Wednesday, thirteen January 2021.
1: Yes, episode 90. Yeah. We almost have to celebrate our centenary. What will we do? I don't know.
0: We can, I was going to say we can record it naked, but... It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make it a difference. Cha-
1: it won't change. What well, maybe for pe- if people, you know, imagine us, <laughs> some people might find that appealing. I don't know who. <laughs> Also, with the new setup of your office, we're right in front of the window and the neighbors might not agree. Well, we could close the curtains.
0: Well, these curtains are very sheer.
1: Well, if we, you know, if we turn off the lights and close the curtains, they won't see us.
0: Yeah, but that seems like an awful lot of trouble for very little result. <laughs> yes. Reminds so, me of last night when I did a naked workout in my office. <laughs> I was so hot and I just took off my clothes and closed the curtains. Uh, why not? Yeah. Well we both
1: rearranged our offices. We did. For to start the new year in a new setup. Yeah.
0: I'm very happy with mine. Well me too I hadn't planned on it but then I saw you doing yours and uh, I said oh fuck it I'll now I want something new too cuz that's how it <laughs> works. You always right? want a new chi- new shiny thing. Mhm. And now I'm very happy with it as well. because if you sit in the same setup for 2 years <laughs> it's time to change And maybe If we change our office setup, we won't have to move house. We can stick it (laughs) out a bit longer. Well, I mean, uh, I think in both offices
1: it has made them seem bigger than before Mm -hmm. because the in both our offices there was a bit of lost space, and now with you know a bit of furniture rearranging, Mm -hmm. we have it feels like we've gained all this space. So that's nice,
0: Mm.
1: and yeah, I'm really happy. So that's good.
0: Well, I'm happy if you're happy. That's so much. Aww. Aww. Okay. It's hard to focus with your on the podcast because I'm very distracted by your huge mullet.
1: <laughs> well, yes, the hairdressers have been closed here for a long time. so It's like,
0: but today your mullet is like extra in focus. I don't know why. Well,
1: maybe, I don't know. Maybe it had a growth spurt overnight.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so what's up with you? It's gonna be a while. Yeah, what's up with me? Oh, I received a question. Yes, you did. And it made me think, and it only hurt a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I prepared uh, a uh, joke. This is one for yes. your stand-up comedy show. <laughs> yes. The problem
1: is, I forget all my jokes. Well, you should. Well, you have one written down here. So yeah, but it gets overwritten. Yeah, but week. start a new note and write down all, the, all your jokes. And yeah, but maybe this one day is a really bad joke. The point is start a note to write down your jokes Okay, that's the point That's the point I'm trying to make And okay. then you can, you know, do a stand-up routine just for me Okay And if I find it funny, you can maybe record it for a special episode of the podcast A <laughs>
0: hundred <laughs> episode. <laughs> well then you
1: better get started because that's in
0: ten weeks Yeah, but a lot can happen in ten weeks Ten weeks is almost three months, you know I know Maybe by then we'll be out of lockdown Uh, yeah, who knows Maybe. (laughs) I think we'll be the lockdown. Well, let's not go there, honestly. Let's not speculate about the lockdown.
1: Let's not talk about events in the news at all, because otherwise it's going to become too depressing and enraging an episode. I will
0: gladly abstain from that. I will go to my question. Yes, so you received a question from From a reader called called Melanie. And uh, I told her, I can't reply to your question now, but I'll discuss it with my missus on the podcast. Yes. I told—I mean, I told her I can reply, but I need some time to think about it. Yes. So, Melanie, I hope you're listening. Oh, yeah, well, yes. But <laughs> if, if you're not, then I hope someone else can... Benefit from benefit. this. Yes. But I do have a disclaimer. Don't ever only take one person's advice, and most certainly not mine. <laughs> Because you know,
1: this is yeah. The disclaimer: This is your point of view on something, but yeah, this is not, definitely not the the. I mean, the same for everyone. And... Not
0: just point of view, but I mean, everybody's journey is different. Well, yes, because I mean, already the fact. What well, the question is: If you had to start fresh today, what would you do in your first few months or for the first year? Already, this is. It's very difficult to reply to because the indie scene is very different today than it was when I started when I started you could do anything I mean what I did is um I wrote these short novellas or novelettes even or like long short stories that's how I started and I made my own covers and you were my editor Mm yes and that's it And I put that on Amazon, but because this was when, 2012? Yes. 2012. So this is nine years ago. A lot has changed since then. But also why it's very difficult to give advice is because I know that, I mean, I'm quite popular in Lesfic. I think I can say that. But one of the reasons is because... My timing made me popular because there was when I started publishing, there was hardly anything else. I mean, you had a couple of the publishers, which are still around, you know. Both strokes existed, I mean, and Bella. Lesfic existed. Lesvic. There were Lesfic writers, but... It's nothing like what there is today. So I got very lucky with my timing when I published. Readers were so hungry for lesfic; you could publish anything you wanted.
1: Yeah, there were hard. There were, hard, were hardly any indie lesfic authors at yeah. all. There were a few. Yeah, like starting. The, a few publishers, and uh, but even those, you know, there was that. The offer of lesfic books was very, very small compared to. What is available today? So yes. starting out today would be a whole different enterprise.
0: Yes, and I mean, I'm perfectly willing to acknowledge the part that luck has played in my success. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think to have the level of success that I've, that I've had, you're also going to need a bit of luck. You yes. cannot just like, I cannot tell you, do this, do this and this, do this and this and this, and this will happen. That's, that's not how it works. But yeah. Um, I, I need to check my notes. <laughs> well,
1: you you write here that you know these were poorly edited, and you just said that I was your editor. So that well, was no, a bit of a <laughs> poorly
0: poorly is a bad word. I'm just I joking. would say not professionally. Yeah, they weren't professionally.
1: I, w- I just went over them and tried to con- correct spelling mistakes that I found, but that was basically it.
0: I mean, they were not that badly edited compared to I think some books, but. I mean, in going over them later, I have found yes. mistakes, and I mean it's normal. Also, I only just started writing, you yes. know. You get better, but now I do have I have you, I have my editor, and I have a proofreader, and I have a bunch of uh you have some beta readers, beta readers who hunt for typos. So, but I will get back to this later. But um, but of course the the question, the real question is, if I were starting out today, what would I do? Yes. And so I have, I do have a, a couple of tips, and I think when you're just starting out, you know. But I think, Melanie, did she write to me that? Oh, did I? I don't know. She, I think she's written a couple of books.
1: Yeah, I think she's. Well, she's working on a book, or she has one written, and a, another one that she's working on, or something.
0: That's probably a good idea, I because my advice is, you know, if you've written one book, start on the next one because one book, you know, is. It's great if you've written a book. That's great, but to start a career, and of course you have to start somewhere. You start with one book, but be writing the next one. Well, yes, Always be writing the next you want, one. Because if
1: if you put a book out there, and you know, chances are you'll find at least a few people who want to read it and enjoy it, even if you're just starting out. Do You want to have something available for them to read next they're as gonna, soon as possible. Go,
0: if they like it, they're gonna want something. Yes. and this was also very different when I started. I wrote these shorts, and they were very quick to write. It you know? yes. I gave. I I was very easy for me to always give people more. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, there were let's. I also basically wrote erotica back then. Yes, so of course they wanted more. Uh,
1: the luck that you mentioned. Is part of that was that this was just after Fifty Shades of Grey had made a big splash so I mean a lot of people were now asking for erotica to read
0: specifically on their kindle yes Um,
1: so you know that was part of the luck which now of course you know it's much more established both the kindle and the erotica so um, so yeah you should be
0: definitely be working on the next book as soon as you finish the first And then my next tip, and this I did do, make sure you start your newsletter and put a sign up link in the back. And if you can, write something short and offer something to your reader or to your new subscriber in return for subscribing, because that can really, and then they can get another taste of your writing and, you know, you give the reader something which people always enjoy. I give I give people a lot of free stuff on my newsletter and the people appreciate it so much. I get so many thank you emails because they don't expect it. I give, I think I give away four, they're not full-length novels, no, novellas like and novellas novellas, short stories. It, yeah. And people, pre- because I mean, you know, I'm at 30 plus books, I can give away stuff. If you're starting out, maybe write a short story and, you know, set it up so that you can, you know, set up your autoresponder and... And, um... or, or, you know, have something, to depending on in which genre you write,
1: have something to, you know, a little bonus for people who have signed up to your to your mailing list. Like, for instance, if you were writing in a, a crime fiction genre, you could, like, make a little... Dossier, cri, do, dossier on your criminal or something like that. Uh, yeah, that's of, straight from the Mark Dawson yes. School, but
0: Melanie said she's going to do his course, uh, so yeah. surely she will. Uh, yeah,
1: but I mean, I'm just giving, like a little, yeah. if, if, if you don't have something like a, a, a story written or something like that, you can find something that people don't get when they buy the book, but that they only get if you if
0: they subscribe to your mailing list. So that is an extra incentive. Because yeah, I do that with... I give away a Ping novella yes. that you can't get anywhere else. Yes. And uh, that is, of course a great incentive to subscribe yes. but uh, starting up
1: the newsletter is re- I mean because you really did that right from the start and yeah. now it's I mean it's it's the biggest marketing tool yeah, that you have is. and of course I mean this is nine years worth of, of, takes of mailing list building but um, you know it's it's been paying off for several years now that we you, you see if you ha- if you start your newsletter soon and if you get little by little you get subscribers you know in the beginning you'll get your family members or your friends who will subscribe because they, w- <laughs> they want to support you? But then, you know, when you start selling a few books to people who you are not related to, um, you know, get some sign ups and then you create a connection with those. And if readers feel connected to you, they will buy your book. You, yes because you make a point of answering all the email you get from your readers and you've always done I think,
0: that i think everybody make should make a point of yes, that yes
1: but some people don't they don't i'm sure there are a lot of well, writers I think if you who get never 100 emails per day you can't no, do it. but um, you do you know you 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 work at creating a connection and that readers you know feel yeah feel like they know you a little bit and uh, and then they feel invested in your success and so if I you have
0: a pet put a picture of your pet in your yes, auto response things like that
1: but <laughs> that always works. I mean I think I think it's important to uh, cuz I know some people they really don't want to hear about the personal stuff or they just want to hear if a new book is out other people they don't want to be sold to. They they're very interested in the personal stuff. So you really have to strike a balance between the two. But if you can, you know, send regular emails but not every other day, and have a little bit of a personal touch in it, but not too much. Or you know, make clear at the beginning that it, of your email that it's going to have something personal or not, so that people can choose to read it or not. It's a, it's a balance that you have to find. But I think you there's something that you can work on. As you grow your mailing list, you'll get feedback from readers, and you you feel you'll start to feel what people like and don't like and then
0: I've been thinking about uh like making a sub list in my mailing list of people who just want to know the new book is out, and then yes. like you know send my regular because you know I do like to be long winded once in a <laughs> while in my newsletter. Mm-hmm. It's my style, <laughs> and then just send and then do this sub list just send. When you have a new book out, out, yeah. Here it is. And the email, because you do send an email
1: every other week more or less and some of them are more about, you know, our life or, you know, what's going on and, yeah, these people are maybe not interested in that so they can choose not to receive those. Mm -hmm. But of course this is, you know, this is, you have a big, big mailing list. In the beginning, Mm -hmm. you have to have, you know, have to figure out a bit what people want to read in your list, in -hmm. your newsletters and also what you want to, Reveal in your newsletters because yes. it's also, you know, that's also something, yes. But uh, set, but st- setting up the mailing list is the main takeaway from this, yes. I think start right at the beginning
0: and don't worry about advertising too much in the beginning. I would no. say, although I'm not sure I can actually confidently say this, I mean, I will talk about it later. So let's let's move on, yes. So Melanie says she's going to do Mark Dawson's course, which is a good idea, but she wonders if. What he teaches also applies to the Lesvik genre, which is an excellent question the ads because for authors I think yeah. no and the publishing 101 yes. course because first you want to do publishing yeah. one and then ads for authors but um you know I, I always say lesvi is it's it's not like other genres because everything every podcast I listen to it's always like the the buzzword in 2020 was pay to play you have to pay to play you have to do ads, do ads, otherwise you can't make it. But I stopped doing ads in March 2020 because I, sp- I spent a lot of time and a lot of money on them. And then I stopped doing them because I just could not be, excuse my French, arsed anymore to do it. Because it, it wasn't just the money, but it's also the time. And I said, oh, fuck this, you know. I just don't want to do it anymore. And I stopped doing it and it has not made, I mean... Maybe the difference was made up because of COVID. Because, you know, there was a... People bought more books regardless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but still... But of course, I mean, I cannot compare. I have 30 books out. You know, if you're new, you're probably going to have to do something. Yes, maybe a a little
1: bit of advertising.
0: But I will also say that, like... In, in other genres, I do think, like, covers matter so much. Like in in these, uh, like, what Sky Warren writes, like, this dangerous romance. You look at the cover and you know, like, this this is the kind of book it's going to be. Whereas in lesbic, it doesn't really matter all that much. Although m- maybe more and more, like, it needs to, like, have a lesbic element on the cover. I don't know. I've been thinking about this, but um, I don't know. But... I would definitely suggest to invest in a good cover. If you, I mean, it all depends, right? If you want to do this long term, if you want to be like, you know, if you want to be like me and be doing this in nine years, ten years' time. And do it for a living as a full-time job. Yes. Or if you're going to do it at something as something on the side. Because, I mean, covers are not cheap, but you want something that looks good, <laughs> you know? Yes, and I think also,
1: also in Lesvik, the standard of covers has gone up you know, in the last few years. And I think people do care a little bit, maybe not as much as in other genres, but, um, and also, yeah, it's... Because when you look at the... You look at the lesbian romance category on Amazon, there's a... I mean, you can't identify a a cover trope or something, you know, that all the covers have like you can if you go look in, I don't know, in thrillers or... You know the i don't know which cat some
0: categories romance yeah because romance. in in non uh women loving women romance, there are so many categories, and I think in many you can just. One look and you know this is this exactly. is it. Yes, but I think Lesfic, even though Lesfic has been growing, 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 it's still too small for that. Mm-hmm. This might change though, because I think Lesfic is still growing. Yes, but um, I I think I don't know if it will at some point start following the rules of more general romance. I wonder. But I think
1: maybe it's also because it's not su- you know you have lesbian romance, but it's not subdivided in you know, historical romance and this kind of, you know, all the kind no. of sub-genres that you have in, the sub-genres are in mainstream romance, where if you go in a sub-genre, all the covers will look the same-ish or be in the same style because people want to be able to identify them. And I think now lesbian fiction, you know, everything is in lesbian fiction that is even remotely lesbian. And every in lesbian lesbian romance, you have all kinds of romance um so yeah Yeah, it's not it's not it's too small lesbian romance
0: is a subcategory of general romance yes but the covers do not really reflect that it's one genre because they're like they're They're all over different different
1: kinds but yeah so but it i mean it is important to get a decent looking cover i think for sure
0: and also to get some proper editing although the lesbic audience they are very forgiving towards typos, but that doesn't mean they don't appreciate a well-edited book, because I get emails about that quite frequently, that people, they just appreciate that my books don't have many typos. Mm-hmm. People do appreciate yes. it. And I mean, it's it's also a matter of pride, you know. Do you want a book out there that's full of mistakes? No. I certainly don't want that. No. So there you yes. go. But whereas other genres would be less forgiving. Yeah. Lesvig is quite forgiving. And then, yeah, the ads, yeah, it's a difficult one because the only ads I've been doing uh, lately are is just I try to get a BookBub feature deal once in a while. Yes. That's it. And I mean, I run my own promotions. So, uh, and you know, we made a lot of money in 2020. Mm-hmm. More, more than ever. And I have hardly spent any money on ads. But if you're new, how else are you going to get your name out there?
1: Yes. So maybe yeah, but you sh- you you do have to pay you know. Tr- yeah, I think when you start, you probably don't have a whole big budget for for a lot of uh, for a lot of ads. So no, but it's I a was balance. just listening
0: to a podcast, and they said start with five dollars a day. Yeah. See where it takes you. Mm-hmm. Learn as you go along. Just in time learning. That's what that's what I heard. Okay, you know, do that, and um, yeah. Well, I think we've rambled on yes. enough about that. So she has
1: another question, which is, we at one point we were talking about having a, a about writing a book about writing in lesbian fiction, this so a non-fiction. This was a long time ago. This was a, quite a while ago, yes. But, yeah, that book is not this going to happen. This just goes <laughs> to
0: show that all our old podcasts are out there and people are listening. Yes, it, it's <laughs> true. So you must always take care a little bit of what you say because God knows he's going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And also yeah do you think Celine Dion will ever listen? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if we mention her uh,
1: often enough and we work on the SEO of our <laughs> of our descriptions maybe.
0: Well no we won't be writing that book because you know uh, who am I to give advice? Because I think so much of, of um, what we've quote unquote accomplished is down to luck. And that doesn't mean that, you know, if you take away luck that you can't do it. But who am I to give advice? Also, I'm not like, I'm not like other people. You know, I'm not like most people. Like now, you know, I used to, I used to advocate for writing fast. Now I'm advocating for writing slow. You know, things change all the time. And I think it's better to follow some more general indie advice, like the Mark Dawson course. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't done the, publishing 101 course because um, or no actually I think we were allowed to try it because we'd done the Amazon for authors course and then we were allowed to try it for free or like 30 days free and I said I'll have a look but I thought I know all of this because I've done it you know
1: well yes it's 101 so it's for
0: beginning people but it's a good course yes
1: it's good to when if you're just starting it's a good idea so, yeah.
0: But now, I mean, I know we're already at like twenty minutes, but we still haven't talked about Ku or not. Well, we can do so. She, uh, Melanie, also
1: asks. Um, she she says, "I see that you have dropped mostly out of Ku. Would you suggest going white for a new author?" Um, I, I think, wouldn't suggest it. No, I don't. But think I wouldn't so.
0: suggest against it either. I think it depends on, you know. I mean, my again, this is why you know, one person should not give all the advice. Generally, it is advised for new authors to go into KU. But, I mean, if if you take the long-term view, don't you want your book to be available everywhere? Don't you want your book to be in libraries? Don't you want to get paid more than a paid With mean, Plus, also, my objection is it's very ethical because I hate that Jeff Bezos is the richest person on the planet. And... But didn't you just get taken over by Elon Musk? <laughs> yeah. But, so maybe not But very, still, and his warehouse workers, you know, they don't even get time for a toilet break. I just, something like that annoys me so much. Yeah, but be- that's very personal. And
1: it's because, you know, if you want to be in KU, yeah, you that's have to an be ethical, exclusive. An and, but it is true that, um, especially for new authors, it's a way to get people to see your work. Yes. If you have just one book, um, it's a way for to get eyes on your work, which you probably wouldn't get if you went wide because to find readers on wide on the other platforms That's is true. much more difficult. So That's maybe it, when you're starting out, I say yes, Put your first book in Ku, or at That's least your view. I, I think at least at the I'm, beginning. I'm so surprised. Well, I think because I mean, you know, your books were in Ku as well, and you benefited. You made from, a lot of money in Ku. And you, you benefited. You, you know, a lot of people got to know your books that way. And That's now true. you can afford to go wide and to look for readers on other platforms and not and not be exclusive to Amazon. But I think if you start out now, out now, um, it's not easy to find readers. I mean, although there are there's a group of people who refuse to buy on Amazon for example but how do you reach them that's the thing whereas if you put it in KU you do you will find some readers and um, your book will get a bit more vis- visibility for people who don't read Quite a through bit KU, more yeah. visibility. even so people who buy books who don't borrow books on KU they will see your book as well um, you can get some readers like that and then you know you, you can venture into wide and I don't know.
0: Um... Well, no, I think I, we can sum it up that my objection to KU is largely ethical. And, you know, it's probably a good idea to go into KU if you're new. Yeah, if I, you don't have the ethical objections, yes. Um, if you don't, if you don't mind selling your soul to Amazon, <laughs> don't say
1: that. Come on, it's just you know, it, it's the reality that Amazon has the biggest slice of the pie for eBooks. I mean, that's just how it is. It's it can annoy us, and but that's how it is, especially in the US. I mean, I think it, in other countries it's different because they are not everywhere, of course. But if you're in the US, I guess in the UK also, um, Amazon's the biggest player. So. If you want to get readers, you will go... And you want to... At the beginning, you want to get people to sign up to your mailing list. Mm. You have to get readers. So then going into KU, I think, is a good idea.
0: But once you're in KU, I think it's very hard to get out, huh?
1: Well, I mean, hard... I mean, it's not hard as in it's difficult. If you you, you sign up for KU for 90 days and then you can, you know, yeah, sign no, out of it. Practically, it's, it's not hard. But, but once you get psychologically used...
0: Psychologically, it's hard. Yes,
1: but but I think you... Uh, yeah. It's hard, but it can be done. I mean, all of your books used to be in KU, and now only one of them is in there. Take I think two. You know, two.
0: No, that's true. And you we, can. I do not make any less money being out of KU, but of course I'm not a beginning author. No. You can do what, when I look at Claire Lydon, like she puts her book in, books in KU for the first 69 months, racks in the dosh, then goes wide and the visibility yeah i don't think racks in the dosh is the correct way to put it because no, when right. a book is read
1: in ku it makes much less than what when someone buys it and we i mean we've I've done a kind of calculation and money but this is of course this is different for someone who's starting someone who's established um i think uh, so i think as a starting author i think i would probably put my book in ku Right at just that you know maybe the first one to get readers to get things rolling to get subscriptions to my mailing list and then go wide afterwards. Of course, you maybe know,
0: not. Maybe not go wide after the first one. Though. No, no.
1: Late, I mean later on, I think. But um, yeah, if you are if you have the objections to Ku, then yeah, of course you can start going wide and and as there's I said
0: there's a Facebook group called Wide for the Win. Maybe yes. join that and see what people are saying. Yes,
1: because I think there's a lot of people who start out. Starting out people who are in there as well, who go, who decide from the beginning, I'm going wide, not Amazon exclusive, not KU. Um, and also, as I say, I think, in, for instance, in Canada, uh, Kobo is really big in Canada. And so if you are in Canada, for example, you might want to go wide because you can reach a lot of readers on Kobo. And if you're in another country that doesn't have an Amazon store um but other retailers reach readers in these countries um i don't know south africa for example there's no amazon south africa but kobo goes to south africa apple, apple goes to south africa i think you know so there are, it depends on that as well i'm not sure if melanie said in which country she is but anyway <coughs>
0: no i mean i think this is good advice but i'm really surprised by your view i thought you were going to advocate for the opposite well, no, I'm. I,
1: I want to be realistic. Because you're really, yeah, you're
0: uh, very realistic.
1: I mean, I, I put myself in the position of someone who's
0: starting out. I think. Yes. So if you were to like write your long-awaited and possibly never to happen Lesfic book as Caroline Bliss, you would put it in Ku.
1: Um, well, I'm, I don't know because I'm in a different situation because I would. I have a co-write with
0: you out already. But imagine that I wouldn't uh, promote I, you. Imagine we divorced and you said, "I'm gonna start writing." I might consider putting it <laughs> in.
1: Sorry, I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I might consider putting it in in Ku, yes, because okay. I, at, well least then, at, the, at least at at least at the beginning.
0: That, I think then we can really. Sum it up as yes. Put your. Books I mean, in KU. I would have
1: m- my objection, moral objections to it. But if the point was, I mean, if if I just want to put out a book and I'm not doing it to you know try and make a living out or make some money, then I would go wide. But if I want to try and make in the long term make more money, I think I would probably put it in Ku at least at the beginning and uh, just to also maybe to test the waters a bit because it's a good way to see if people who read people who read it also like it because the the for a reader who reads in KU the threshold to get a KU book is you know absolutely non-existent because it doesn't cost them anything there's no friction so um it will be a test to see if you know if writing is for me if people like my oh, yes because if if you're asking people to buy a book of a, from an author that they've never heard of and that has no track record that's much more difficult whereas if you can get some people to read it um, and you'll get some feedback automatically i think it's a good way to you know to see if it's worth pursuing in the long term then if it, if people do respond positively then i would probably consider going wide with a second or third book just to you know because i feel like maybe i can make something out of it that, i think that would be my view okay so and i would not stay in ku in the long run definitely not but for the first book yes i think i would go at least for a, a few cycles of three ma- of 90 days just to get some some readers
0: okay that's it well clearly we can discuss this for hours and yes. hours which we have done yes but we but shall move on we're already at 31 minutes i hope uh, we answered
1: your questions and i have something in the oven so oh yes <laughs> you do um yes so melanie we haven't
0: even started on the proper podcast yet
1: well, maybe this episode can be just about answering the question
0: no I do want to talk about something I enjoyed so much on Netflix last night because I mean we've been binging Bosch and then Bosch we finished it and I was really feeling like the loss of Bosch because I really enjoyed that show it's so well made mm-hmm. and then Last night, I said, oh, let's just watch something completely different. And we watched Fran Leibovitz on, on Netflix, uh, yes, Pretend, it's a, pretend city. it's a City. And it's just so much fun because she's just an old complaining lesbian. And it's like my future. <laughs> she's
1: you in, well, she's 70. So she's you in about 30 years. <laughs> because she makes
0: complaining cool. Because I've always been told or, you know, it's always been insinuated that I shouldn't complain so much. But actually, complaining can be so much fun and it can make you feel so much better. And it can be entertaining. Yes. I don't know what your view on no, this it's, is. No, I
1: mean, at several times when we watched the first two episodes, I said, she's you. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> she said the city. It's something that you have said was already. Because ever.
0: she walks, uh, at times she walks through New York, but she sits down when she talks about it. When we walk through the city, I have many opinions. Yes. But i always try not to express too many of my opinions. That's at a certain point I said I'm just gonna stop having opinions. But maybe I shouldn't. What you can't stop having opinions. No expressing them. Yeah. No, you
1: shouldn't. I mean you should find a balance between expressing <laughs> them and keeping them to yourself. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's quite fun so I can recommend that. Uh, yeah, pretend it's I a city. I can't wait to watch that. The only annoying thing is that, you know, it's it's she's more or less being interviewed by Martin Scorsese and he's Constantly laughing because I mean she's being very funny, but his laugh is getting on my nerves. Having, hearing him laugh every time, man,
0: so fucking annoying. I'm I'm just (laughs) kidding. Anyway, I haven't seen a man in a while though, because I mean our our contact in our bubble is your sister and your mother, and they are female. Yes, that's true. We don't see any
1: men. No, we don't. I see occasionally some when I go out shopping.
0: And the butcher. But the butcher, yes. Well, we did have a, go for a COVID proof almost walk with a, a gay. Yes. So, yeah. But, uh, yes. Do men still exist in this world? They do, they Are do. Are they relevant? Uh, Not in my world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So, um, you are still reading The
0: Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo? Yes, because, I I mean, I could have finished it many, many, many times, but I don't want to. And I'm, I'm at husband number six, but I think now I know who the husband number seven is going to be, although mm, it's not sure yet. Oh, it's so fucking good. I cannot <laughs> believe how good it is. Mm-hmm. So entertaining. Yes. And it takes a lot to only read, like 5% a day. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot but, of uh, self-control. But that's because I'm reading three other books to keep <laughs> me from... Because I started reading a Bosch book, a Michael Connolly book, before bed, and it is possibly the best sleeping aid I've ever had. It's not like it's boring. I don't know. There's, like, I have the same with uh, Daniel Silva. I mean, th- these are spy thrillers or or crime thrillers, but they don't have, like, you know... Any, anything too gruesome, and they don't have too many thrills. Mm-hmm. And the way they are written, I don't know, it puts me to sleep. <laughs> Whereas Evelyn Hugo would keep me awake. I had to stop reading it before bed. It, it kept me up.
1: Because, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. You do want to sleep during the night. Uh, I do. So Preferably. No, but it's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy you're
0: enjoying it. Yes, because you recommended it to me. Yes. <laughs>
1: well I finished uh, The Vanishing Half and I'm now reading The Mothers which is the previous book by Brit Bennett and I'm enjoying it very much as well okay but I have to say The Vanishing Half was amazing amazing? yes completely yes
0: well, I still had a Blisdom, but I'm going to keep it for next week. Okay. Because I don't just want to tack it on. Okay. I want to talk about okay, it. Okay, well, because we're already at 35 minutes, and last week's was already so long. Yes, but you know, long-form content is all the rage these days. It is? Yeah. Oh, ah, okay. But, I mean, it needs to be good content.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be a bit profound or professional. Yeah, I which think
0: so. This podcast
1: definitely isn't. No. Okay, so tune in again next week for a new Blisdom.
0: Yes. And Uh, other... I hope I still believe in my Blisdom, which only came to me today. Uh, So it's good that I can test it out for a week. Okay. To see if it will hold. Okay. Good. Great. Great. Okay. That's great. (laughs) Until next week. Glitz up. Uh, for listening to Harper Bliss and Her Misses. You can find
1: all the episodes and show notes at harperblissandhermisses.com. We also have a favor to ask. If you could rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it, that would help other people find us.
0: Thank you.